I'm Kathy Zip, Managing Editor of Solar Power World Magazine. Welcome to another edition of Solar Speaks, Solar Power World's podcast series that gives you the opportunity to hear from the industry's biggest newsmakers in their own words. Today we're speaking with Jonathan Duchin, CEO of Solgent Distribution. Jonathan will tell us more about his company and discuss some of the trends that he sees from his area in the solar industry. So welcome, Jonathan. Thank you, Kathy. Jonathan, can you start off by telling us a little bit about your background and how you got into solar? I always like to hear how people got into this industry. Absolutely. I'm from Nashville, Tennessee, and actually the reason why I'm in solar comes out of, I guess, a few first through sixth grade experiences. I was a kid who was told by his tutor and my parents as well that I'd probably never learn to read and not go to college. So I started dealing with what I considered to be impossible problems at a very young age, and that very much has paralleled my solar experience. I would be nowhere without the help and community of different people. I have this strong belief in partnership, and both of those have transcended into how I live my daily life, but also the roles I've taken and focus I've chosen to have. And so solar was a natural bridge to a place where you could make an impact on the world, and Solagen was a natural bridge into a place where we could pull together communities Wonderful story, Jonathan. I'm glad I asked. Next, can you tell us a little bit more about the role of a solar distributor and kind of how it's changed after the 30 years that your company's been in business and how your company's had to evolve to kind of compete and meet those customer needs? When you first look at the industry, what you see is a re-evolving space, but one which waited on different incentives had really strong innovators who took the technology early on and did it because they loved it, not necessarily because it was economical. And then you see this very large boom in solar, and even this is more in the recent years, there have been many incentives in the 2000s. And what you got, an organization that was not just providing helpful services like always had and teaching people how to do systems, you had a culture that evolved. You were getting orders left and right. There was really nobody who was distributing strongly in the market. It was very much a specialty project uh, or, or company. But we were there, and we were driving a lot of that, coaching a lot of installers, and also learning as we did it, mainly because nobody really knew how to do everything we were doing. We were looking at new products. We were building out these things. And there is this huge entrepreneurial history to this organization. The market is now shifting into a very different type. You've got a lot of different pieces out there that are becoming more commodities. You've got larger national players emerging. And so our role really doesn't shift that much, but our innovation has to go and shift significantly. In the past, we provided services to help our dealers grow, provided equipment and the knowledge to really help them figure out what to do. And today, we're doing the exact same thing, except we're looking at much more turnkey service. We're looking at how do we bring the cost down for every one of our installers so they can compete. We're bringing out financial products, and we'll be launching a loan product that should be significant for our dealers and installers across the country to allow them to compete. The short of it is the thesis of helping small businesses, helping solar grow, and helping dealers really proliferate has really never changed in, in the hearts and entrepreneurialness of the company. The way we're going about doing that, the services we're offering today, the having to bring down soft cost for our dealers so that they get competitive, those things are evolving in a massive way. Great. Let's switch gears a little bit here and talk about some trends that you see from your point of view in the industry. For instance, there's been a focus on needing to reduce soft costs of solar projects. So why do you think soft costs have been so difficult to reduce or at least harder to reduce than panel costs? down, panels dropped 80% in a matter of a year and a half. The actual cost structure of solar installers and solar in general, you see about two 
two-thirds of the cost of an install or soft cost. And soft cost is a fancy word in my mind for the cost of doing operations, design, it's engineering, it's installation, it's all of the pieces that go into making an installation work, even down to the shipping, how you run your operations. And so when you think about the evolution of businesses, we've been in an industry where there was enough money to be made in solar over the last five to seven years by just doing what you do. As more competition comes out, which is phenomenal for the growth of solar, efficiency comes into play significantly more, and the ability to actually be competitive by lowering your soft costs becomes really important. And so what we've seen when you look at installer base, you see that people have their own best practices. They have their own way of doing things, and they've been doing it for years, or they've come from a specific industry, and they've adapted habits. And those are absolutely fine. That is the way of the entrepreneur. But one of the big pieces of it is how do we assure that best practices can be shared? So there's certain ways that you can put panels on a roof that make the job take a lot less time. There's certain ways you can design a job so that when you do put panels on a roof, it takes a lot less time. There's certain financing products that we can share that allow you to take a contract to the customers the day you meet and have them sign it over the internet. So now you have the loan, it's processed, it's good to go, and you're on your way. We've been focused on the last eight months developing a tool set. It's best practices around construction and how you actually install. It's best sales practices to make sure that installers are lowering the cost of sales. It's best in class financing and design so that all of a sudden you're starting to bring out these costs. And for the medium to even large size dealers out there, these are significant. That in the United States lowers the cost of energy and helps the homeowner save it. Definitely makes sense. So which golf costs do you think are right for innovation then? And what do you see out there that could change them? First, it would be on financing, essentially a higher cost of capital that's been out there because the financing market really hasn't fully understood solar and is really just beginning to do so. We're starting to see securitizations and other things which should bring down the cost and also the hoops that you have to jump through to get certain financing done, such as the loan we will be launching, which is a sign on the dotted line and you're done, making life a lot easier for the customer who would typically have to be contacted four or five times for the dealer who would typically have to go through that process and spend a lot of time pushing paperwork. All of a sudden, you can take the people you have in your back office doing a lot of paperwork, and you can have them do other things that can make you even more effective. The second is there's a whole skill set to designing systems. For example, we believe that the 50% of main panel upgrades that go into play on systems don't actually have to go. With the right expertise, you can actually limit that and bring that cost down, making it even more affordable, less time on each project. So there's a whole bunch of things you can do around design for the right specking of a project so that when you go to do the actual construction work and installation work, you do it highly effectively and very efficient. The third piece is just general installation best practices, which are not so general. It's been a highly developing market. It's been fragmented with lots of different ways of doing things and with lots of experts coming from different fields. Usually there's a few best ways to do something, and learning those best practices on the roof make all the difference. Certain best practices can be maintained. Having a way of training and enforcing those best practices all of a sudden make installations go much faster. One of the ways of doing that is actually incentivizing the team with a few different types of incentives to finish faster. So there's different ways to structure that so that they win and you win. Let's turn to PPAs. Do you think PPAs will continue to grow, or are we going to see a shift toward loans and people buying systems? There's two answers to that question. The first, I believe PPAs will continue to grow because the market continues to grow. The second answer to that question is, as a percentage of the total market share, what do PPAs look like? And I believe, based off the innovation I'm seeing in lending today, the loans as, as an instrument that will proliferate significantly more than it has. Leases will proliferate significantly. 
because they present a significant upside to the national players. So if I'm a national player doing installations across the United States, I want to use a lease because I get the tax equity return, I get depreciation, I get a whole bunch of other things which really drive my business, and that makes a big difference to me financially. If I'm any dealer across the United States who doesn't have a loan fund that's their own, a loan can be a lease fund that's their own. A lease can often be a struggle. So there's a lot more paperwork, there's a lot more criteria because somebody else is buying that from you. There's a lot of things that go along with it. And the upside for the dealer is really just selling the project, which is actually significant upside. What you see, though, is the coming on of loans. And what I mean by that is basically in a lease scenario, you'll get a 20-year lease, which is great, and you get operations and maintenance typically with that lease so that somebody's watching your system. But in a loan scenario, you often just take out a loan. What we're seeing, though, is this transformation from those owners' understanding and the way that our dealers are pitching loans, which is essentially the basic pitch being that you can own your own system, it pays back in six to ten years versus a 20-year lease where you don't own your own system. And we can still give you an operations and maintenance contract on your system. But look, you get all the upside. After this is paid off, you're making money all the way through. And, and what would you sell to your grandmother? That's what I often hear. Would you sell a loan in a system, you own this in six to ten years? Or would you sell a lease where you're not sure if you 20 years and, and somebody else owns the power on your roof? The short of it is what we're seeing a market is being convinced that loans are a significant avenue and people are really liking this ownership factor as they get more and more used to the proliferation of solar. It's less and less of a risk for them as both a homeowner and just in general. You kind of see this, this movement to loans in the market in this really high potential arena where the cost of capital is coming down for those loans and people are really enjoying the benefits of feeling more comfortable with the technology and thus loans make more sense to them as well as the fact that the homeowner gets to capture the ITCs after year one of your loan or when the tax year hits, all of a sudden you get 30% back of your whole system. And so there's all these innovations around loans and they call it the no-no, no money down, no interest for a year so that you can take that ITC money and then throw it right back in the loan to pay it off. And so there's all these innovations around the civic solar loan products. Great, thanks for thinking about it. All right, well we've been speaking with Jonathan Duchin, CEO of Solagent Distribution. Jonathan, thank you so much for being with us again and for your great insight. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. This has been another edition of Solar Speaks. I'm Kathy Zip, Managing Editor of Solar Power World Magazine. Thanks for listening, and please tune in next time.